All right. Are you ready? Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Carlisle Tattoo Co. Bold, bright, and everlasting. You can find us at 178 Carlisle Street, St Kilda, Melbourne, Australia. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Carlisle Studios. My name is Hal Hunter and I am once again here with my wife, co-worker and professional tattoo artist, Bella Hunter. Hello. Didn't even need to say anything. Yes, and again, you won't be able to see because we're not filming, but we are in another location. We are filming in one of the bedrooms in our house. (laughs) Not filming, sorry, recording. Um, We've had a very busy week at work and... This is the only opportunity we've had to record it. So and it's been flat out. Flat chat, mate. Yep. If you hear any scratching on the door, that's the dogs outside or barking. Yeah. So if they start scratching, I will let them in. No, we won't. I will. <laughs> How's your week been, Bella? My week has been busy, obviously. Yeah. Very busy. What's today? Today is Thursday. It is. Today is Thursday. We literally just got home from work like Mm -hmm. 10 minutes ago fed the dogs and sat back down to get this going so yep um weekly recap come on should i kick it off how many weeks in a row are you going to be unprepared to tell people what you've been doing the previous week every single week well come on um i well today i did (laughs) (laughs) i'm better at telling yours yeah you are why don't you just do it this morning, you tattooed a customer who couldn't finish his stomach at tattooed the other week. That's correct. Yes. So he got- It was a, a rib. Got the outline only last week. So well, maybe like two or three weeks ago, we did, he did a day session and we did heaps on his arm. I was taking a photo. I have like my jeans unbuttoned and like a heat pack on my neck. This mm. is a shambles. Welcome to our life. <laughs> yeah, so we did day rate. We did heaps on his arm and then he wanted to do heaps on his front and he could only get through one finished one on the rib and then we outlined the other side of the rib and we had to tap it. Fair play last time though. It was crazy. He did a full day on his arm and then decided to end the day on the torso tattoos, which is... Yeah. I didn't recommend yeah. finishing on that note, but he said he wanted to, so we did it. And then he came in today and so we did one on the sternum and then we shaded the other rib. Mm-hmm. So that was really good to finish them. And then you tattooed that girl in the afternoon. You've tattooed her a fair bit. Yeah, I've tattooed her heaps. Um, We did a web on her knee with... Her- Pardon me, a little butterfly in the corner. Yep. Um, and I reckon I've been tattooing her for maybe like close to two years or something. Mm. And the day I met her, she, she has been talking about doing her knee, but she hates getting tattooed. And so we finally did it today. Fair enough. Milestone for her. So your weekly recap just a daily recap. Yep. Just yep. one day that's at a time. Getting, that's what we're doing. <laughs> I'm well, doing it one day at a time. That's it. I feel like progressing on from last week where I said I feel like I've been feeling it with the tats. You're not feeling it. No, I've maintained it. Uh, I was yeah. hoping for like a big downfall. No, I was worried about that because I did say that we we're going to jinx it the other week when I said I'm feeling good about them. Um, not not feeling like necess- like I think they're good tattoos. I'm not saying they're like I'm not trying to hype myself up. I'm just talking more from a like you're it's, flowing. It seems to be going well, as in you're not stressing. Not you're I'm not, not like going, having uh, a hard yeah, time. Exactly. And 
Yeah, been getting a lot of good customers coming in and, and I sort tell of- you what, you'd hate to be listening to the podcast, having been tattooed by you in the last like a week or two and you sitting here saying like, oh, I've been having a real shit time. You're hating all my tats. That would be no, so terrible. I would never, I'd never hate the tats. No, but imagine. I always talk about it in sense of the process. Did it go, was it, was it happening as I thought it was happening, going to happen in my mind? The, yeah. the outcome's always the same. I'll never allow it not to be. You'll never allow it. No, I wouldn't. Okay. Um, so we had two guest artists. Dom and mm-hmm. Finn up from Hobart. Yep. They were here for two days. Are you going to say their Instagram names? Um, Finn is Mr. Underscore two underscore heads, I believe. <laughs> yep. I could be wrong. Mr. Two heads, T-W-O. No, isn't it T? No, it's T-W-O. And I don't know the exact joke, but apparently it's some sort of reference to a, a joke about Tasmanians. Yeah, okay. Which I've never I heard. remember he told us, but I can't remember yep. what it is. So he's been up with us before. Um, and he I think came that's up what, with. His third time with us or something. Yeah, second or third. And he came up with his friend um, Dom, whose Instagram is burger, B E R G E R underscore tattoo. Yep. Um, first time Dom's come up, first time we met him. So yeah, always good to have guest artists. And um, granted, we were a little bit underprepared this week. Yeah. Um, Definitely. On Monday, we did a little bit of renovations in the shop, put a new wall in, stuff like that. And I'm not going to say we forgot they were coming, but we just hadn't prepared as to where we they were actually. We definitely knew they were coming. No, we, yeah, but we just but weren't we like. we just sort of were like, oh, we're just going to wing it. We'll it, it always it works out. And ultimately it did work out. Yep. So the shops were really busy Yep. Um, earlier this week. I had one other thing I was going to say about my weekly recap. Oh, Last night, we had dinner with some of my oldest friends, or I would say my oldest friends. Yeah, I would too. Dylan, Brock, Gabe, and Andy, who we call Skills, and some of their partners. I can't refer to him as partners. Andy. He's only That's the thing. I, I was thinking like, when I was thinking about saying this, I was like, I'm going to say everyone else's names, but I'm not going to call him Skills. Yeah, because it sounds weird. But I've never called him Andy before. No way. It's like a different person when you yeah. say that. So, I feel like everyone has friends like that. But anyway, yeah, so we had dinner with them last night. That was that great. And that was, I can't honestly, well, the last time we all caught up was at Brock's wedding, which was over a year ago. Yeah. And yeah, we all played, to, we, we call ourselves the Fitzroy Fight Club. Um, <laughs> Come on, give somewhat, the story. Somewhat prolific in North Fitzroy, Preston area, oh, I would is say. Is that what we're saying? Okay. I don't know. That's what I've heard. Nah, so we all played. Um, I was at, around when you had this. You were around because you've been around a long time. I, I've been around the block, mate. We all played um, junior football at Fitzroy Junior Football Club. Mm-hmm. And yeah, me and Dylan from. I think we we're all there from, say, under 12s onwards. Yeah, I would say so. Because Brock came over and his dad, Matt, was our coach. Um, and yeah, that was that was like my core friendship group. From up. my whole time growing up. And yeah, and I, like we met when we were 12, yeah. so I've known these guys since then too. Exactly. So, yeah, still, well, all some of my best and oldest friends. So, yeah, really good to be able to catch up. And um, We've honestly, we're terrible at stuff like that. We never catch up with like friends. Like we sort of just go mm. to work and go home because we're boring. But well, I think you see a lot of your friends from school more often than I do. Um, I would say very rarely, but yeah. But I think like we're all busy, you know, we get to that time in life where we're all got our own businesses or, you know, work and stuff and or kids or whatever. And I just got my dogs to come home too. Yeah. 
and Talk. to make sure you hey, stay Bella. alive. Talking to the mic. I'm so sorry. Come on, mate. Pay attention. I'm so sorry. I'm um, so yeah, relaxed. So we had, I'm at home. had dinner with them last night, which was great to catch up and um, made me feel like I was 15 again. Yeah, you don't look it. No, I, well, I definitely don't. Oh, and the other big thing this week, one of our good friends, Guy, <laughs> for his birthday came in to get tattooed Happy by me. Happy birthday, Guy. We love you. Yes. And um, he told me my hair was thinning, so I shaved my head. No, didn't he say that your hairline was very far back or something? No, no, no. He said my hair was thinning. Just thinning. Yep. Okay. And I said, fuck, if someone's willing to say it, then maybe it is true. But Guy and, like... You, me, and Guy would just say anything. We don't really no, care. No, he was being like, serious. Yeah, I know. But, and I don't care. But he's, he's not saying it to like upset you. He's just saying like there's just not much of a filter with all of us. And I don't care. So I came home, shaved the head, shaved <laughs> the beard, and that's how it's going to stay. But fully shaved, like to the skin, number zero, yep. there's nothing. Well, the, I put a photo on my Instagram of myself the other day, so um, people might have seen it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so it's been a really good week. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm just going to... um. Finish off another back piece this week as well, which is always fun on Wes. Oh, I started a back piece this week. Congratulations. Thank there you. There we go. So Congrats. that was a decent weekly recap. Congrats to both you and I. So we had, oh, sorry, that sounded so, that was the weirdest transition. Yeah, it was I very felt, bad. So I'm going to pull myself up and start again. Last week we did the 21 questions, but we actually only answered less than 10. And got a really good response. And I think I think we actually answered eleven, and it annoyed me so much that you captioned it twenty-one questions. Well, that's a. I was like, I get it why game, you did it, but it, it was incorrect. People play. So apologies, people. And um, there was like, yeah, crazy response when we asked for people to ask the questions. Like, we got a few hundred responses, so um, we didn't want to leave it just at the eleven. And yeah, we're going to dive back into that, and hopefully. It interests you because it'd be pretty boring if it doesn't. <laughs> so, right. Bella, talk into the mic again. I'm. This is the mic. I'm, I couldn't be closer, guys. Right. If well, I get closer, I'll be people screaming. People get a ears. real insight into our lives in this where we just bicker. Yeah, well, that's all we do anyway. What's the question? Tips and advice on the first tattoo when getting a new sleeve, example, size, placement, etc. Okay. Um, actually get asked this a fair bit. Yeah, I People do always say, oh, how do you start a sleeve? You know, they That's want why to I included it. They want a traditional patchwork sleeve, which is, I guess, what we do mostly. And they always like wonder how do you start it, you know? And my advice always is just pick the one that you want the most in the spot that you want it the most. Yeah. And you get that. So just say you, you look at a whole arm, you're like, oh, cool. I want an eagle and snake and I want it on my forearm. I love that. Just get that first. Don't worry about what's going to go here, what's going to go no. there, blah, blah, blah. It's like... Because it never ends up being exactly what you imagined in your head because it's always like shape and size permitting. Exactly. So I always recommend just go one at a time. Get the first one in the Get spot that you think it looks good and then you'll go, cool, uh, what do I like next? Oh, cool, maybe I like the crawling panther. Where's that going to fit best? Yeah. And you'll see because... Depending on what you get first, that'll dictate the other spots. Yeah. And I generally yeah. always say like pick the favorite one, but also think about the most visible spots. So for example, the most visible are the top of the forearm, then the inside of the forearm, and then like your shoulder and down. Because you never like no one ever sees the ones on the inside of your arm, like coming from your armpit that's like against your chest. Yeah, and you'll never see them as much as you see the ones on the outside of your arms either. So it's yeah. like 
Choose like, the main ones yeah. in the most visible spots because that's what's going to be noticed as often and go from there. That's it, yeah. And just then whittle it down to your least favourites. and then <laughs> Not even the least favourites. It's like you end up getting stuff that you wouldn't, you couldn't even think of, you know, at the start because a certain gap at the end dictates, it's like, oh, maybe you wanted a horseshoe, but it's more of a triangle shapes gap and the horseshoe is not going to fit. Yeah. So what are you going to put in there? Yeah. So that's when you start to have to think like what can go in there, you know, almost the spots dictate the tap. Yeah, absolutely. But also I feel like if you are getting a full sleeve or something, not every customer comes in like every two weeks and to add to it. So someone might, you know, do a full sleeve over a handful of years mm. and your style is going to change. What you thought you were going to get originally, you might not want anymore. So you also have to account for that. So you're saying that was, don't, conf- don't that was so it. confusing. Just don't overthink it. Just get what you like. <laughs> That's like get start. something, but then you might not like it. So No, you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. don't overthink it. Just pick one, get just it. Pick the, ones pick you the like next and one, get, get that one. That's my advice. Pick it and chuck it on. You'll be right. That was a good question. Okay. And I feel like we answered it somewhat well. Until I cooked it at the end. <laughs> anyway, all right. Another one that's addressed in big capitals to how. Don't yell into the mic, Bella. You said be louder. People might have AirPods in and you've just blown their eardrums out. Well, it's your unlucky day. Sorry, mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. How. How would you guide someone who wants to get their full body tatted up by you? Um, well, firstly, I'd say... Similar to the question make, we just did. Message me and make a booking. Then we'll just get started. I was saying these things. It's like, <clears throat> I would say, for example, unless you're like a tiny, tiny percentage of people, it takes around, it takes 10 years roughly to get your whole body tattooed. If you're reasonably consistent at it, you know? You know, you, you get tattooed once a month, you know, pretty heavily. Mm. I'd say it takes about 10 years. So, like, the goal... Well, so, for example, you started getting tattooed when you were 16 or 15. 15, 15 yeah. You're 30 this year, mm-hmm. and the amount of coverage you have is quite extensive for... Compared to most of yeah, our Yeah, and customers. I achieved a lot of that in the more recent years. Mm-hmm. Um, one, because I had access to obviously getting tattooed at work and I didn't have to pay for it, so it didn't cost me any money. It's, oh, it's always helpful when you don't have well, to pay. Well, it definitely does. You know, when you're 18, it's like it's hard to get tattooed a lot because you don't have any money. But yeah. I would say it's like if you want your whole body tattooed, come in and just start with one limb or start with the back or start with the, t- the front of your you know, stomach goal, and chest. Have a goal, but a very achievable goal. No, it doesn't. You don't have to have a goal and have achievable. It's just like... Okay, I'll just bo- go. I'll just shut up then. Well, the question was addressed <laughs> to me, Bella. So true, true, true. Yeah. Okay. You love back. to you love to ask me something and then answer it yourself. Yes. Okay. Carry on. Which I like. Carry I on. Like Come on. Answer. Finish your question. So, just or you you know essentially bodysuit. If you're getting traditional, is just made up of a full front, a full back, obviously your ribs and all your limbs. So just pick one limb or torso area and just start with that. And then eventually it's like you'll have two sleeves, two full legs, a full front and a full back. And then you'll be like, cool, where's the areas we need to connect it all up? So that'll be more so in your armpits and over the top of your traps and around your hips and your ass and stuff like that. And the front and more like groin area. And they're the ones that's like typically people don't get done towards the end. Um, so I think like, yeah, it's a daunting prospect thinking like, oh, I've got to get my whole body tattooed. But it's just like take it one tat at a time, you know, one booking at a time. You just chip away at it. Because it's funny. It's like 
and I went through this and a lot of people go through this is like, you feel like it's so unachievable. You're like, fuck, I've, you know, been getting tattooed so much and there's still so many spots to get tattooed, so many gaps that I haven't got anything. And then you'll get one or two tattoos and it's like, suddenly it's like, oh, now it's starting to come together. You know, it's all pretty connected. So yeah, just message me and make a booking or Bella and make a booking. No, they specifically wanted Hal. So I'm, I'm not involved okay. in this one. Yeah. yeah. So message Hal. Right, message me and yeah. we'll, we'll book it in. Yeah. And I'll just go fuck myself in the corner. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <gasps> oh, okay. We've got another one. Hal. Hey, you can't complain because you selected all these questions. Yeah, there's, so you, there are selection from mine and yours. I haven't seen any of these. So you've just picked all the ones. You're, you just, the, you're just the crowd favourite. You can't just it's put okay. it back I'm on used, me. Hal, I'm used to it. You're everyone's favourite. It's fine. Anyway, Hal. That's not true. You've got a lot of customers <laughs> who chose to get tatted by you, not me. <laughs> Hal. Stop yelling into the mic. What's something you genuinely want to achieve before you die? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's grim. <laughs> what level are we talking here? I don't know. There's I have so, no context other than there's that. So many. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're you have, baffled. You have a think about this as well. Uh, no, this is you addressed to you, but I you have an just, answer for you that is just a very frequent. Okay, that we without have getting too personal, I'm, I'll probably give one work, one one life. Maybe a few more life. No, you get one of each. Uh, work. And then and then I'll say what I think one of yours is. In my tattooing career, I would like to achieve one complete bodysuit done one hundred percent by me. That's cool. In, in traditional. Yep. And so, if you're that person, shoot him a DM. Yeah, I'm yet to do it. There's, I've got a lot of customers who you know on the pathway there potentially. Um. But I think that would be I think that would be a lot of tattooers' goals. That would you know, be crazy. it's like very very few people get bodysuits, and very very few people get to do them mm. as the artist. So that would be something I would love to do. Um, oh, and the I doggies think, are scratching at the yeah. door. <laughs> oh, episodes over then. Yep. <laughs> um, I think, especially in traditional, it's not as common. You know, the full bodysuit. Like there definitely not. are, but with traditional, yeah, you can collect from a lot of different artists, yeah. and it still looks homogenous. Whereas Japanese, it's like. You're getting it all done by one person. Yeah. So that would be my work goal. I think outside of work, for me, you know, like, and I don't know if people think about shit like this, but I always think I would love to achieve financial independence. Mm-hmm. Um, mentally, that would, I think, like, yeah, it would free me up a lot. I don't think it would necessarily make me happier. No. Um, but I think... You spend a lot of time consumed by where we are in our life, this is like a good thing, where we are in our life and are we setting ourselves up in a positive way for the long term? You stew on that so much. I do. And I'm actually, I'm pretty happy with where we're at and stuff like that, but um, there's always someone doing better than you and there's always someone doing worse than you and, you know, regardless of, I think, you know, unless you're the richest person in the world, that's going to be the case, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't try and dwell on it in a negative way, but I always try and think in the future. I'm like, you know, I think I, it's I love- great. You just want to be better every single day and you want to continue working on yourself and. Well, I just want to be able to do the things that I want to do and that yeah, you and want to do and, and we want to do without going 
and I've spoken about this before on a podcast, not necessarily this one that we're doing, but, and this might go off tangent here, but, and I talk about this with a lot of guys at the shop and friends and stuff. And it's like, you know, money doesn't make you happy. Like if you're sad and you're unfulf- and not fulfilled and stuff like that, you know, coming into money isn't going to suddenly be like, oh, you're, no, no way. you're happy. But I think what it does is it gives you the ability to make decisions about your own life and choose what you want to do. That you might not have had if you yeah. didn't have some financial assistance. Well, it's like if you, if, if you need money, like if you're, if you've got lots of bills or, you know, you got to pay off a mortgage or a debt yeah. or you've got rent and stuff like that, then, you know, like you don't get to choose every day whether you wake up and go to work because you want to. No, it's like it, you need you to. You have to do that exactly. to be able to and survive. I, so my goal would be to get financially independent. So like pay off the mortgage, for example, that mm-hmm. would be ours, would be pay that off. That is our goal. Pay off the mortgage. And then it's. I probably still would work exactly the same amount and stuff, but I wouldn't be going. I'm going to say that's a lie. I would say you would at least work three or four days because you would want to spend a whole day committed to surfing. No, but I've always, <laughs> I've always said that. I've always like, oh, one day I'll just stop working if I get to a certain point and then just disappear. But I don't think I will. I think you would 100% because we also live an hour and a half away from work. So we spend what, like three hours a day in the car. Yeah, but I like- If you had financial freedom, you would not drive that every single day. I wouldn't do it every single day, but I would still go to work. Yeah, you would still go to work, but I'm saying three or four days a week, you would. All right, so they're the things I would love to achieve before I die. Full body suit on a customer and financial independence. And the thing that I thought he was going to answer was free swimming with the sharks in the ocean. Is that, did I say that correctly? So I'm chewing my ice out of my drink. Oh, we just got to wait for it. Um, I don't know what it's technically called, but so I spend a lot of time in the ocean and I was, we talked about this today. I, not one time have I ever been in the ocean. I've not thought about sharks. Oh, and neither. Like, I'm not a fucking idiot. I know that there's sharks out there, of course. And I always wonder, and sorry for interrupting yet again, but I always wonder, like I sp- have spent a lot of time in the ocean. I'd, Grew up down mm. the beach, like almost yep. doing nippers and all that. You did nippers. I did. And I always thought, I wonder what the closest is that I've ever come to a shark. Obviously, I haven't known. Like wh- well, when you, you go to the know. aquarium, when you're growing up, whatever. You wouldn't know. And you almost probably wouldn't want to know, you know. But no, I do but see it, a lot yeah, of footage of sharks. Do you think going, about that? Of course. Like the, the closest you've ever come. Has it been a few metres? Has it been well, a I'm few kilometres? Sure. I've had dolphins swim underneath me. Yeah. And it's like, well... I don't know. They're a wild fish in the ocean. So why wouldn't there be other fish around? But I think, so I see this thing. It's it's in Hawaii. And you go- One of my favorite places in the world. You just go swimming with a snorkel with um, tiger sharks. And a lot of pro surfers have done it. I've seen a few videos of them going and doing it. And it- Because um, it helps with understanding that they're not just there to kill you. Exactly. And- I don't know the exact stats on how many people die from shark attacks and stuff like that. And, it's way less um, than what you think. But I think, yeah, I think ha- like having heard and seen so much footage of sharks and stuff over my whole life, but never having seen one in reality, you always have this perception, you know, it's like Jaws, the TV show or whatever, and the movie. And I would love to experience it in the wild, not in a cage where they chum up the water and, you know, you get a super aggressive experience with sharks. I would love to... I don't know, see one in, in the wild. When I went scuba diving, after a while, I was like, fuck, I actually would like to see a shark down here. It'd be so interesting. Yeah. So- Hold on, I'm just gonna, I just- That would be an activity I would like to do. Okay. I just Googled something interesting and I Is this Googled- live stats? Yeah. I'm turning into your mum, aren't I? 
Yes. Um, and it says global total of unprovoked shark bites significantly lower than average. And there's a tally of different countries. Australia total is number nine. Is it? And then underneath is Egypt two, South Africa two. Crazy. But sorry, the fact that I was actually going to give you before was each year worldwide, there are 10 deaths attributed to shark attacks compared with 150 deaths worldwide caused by falling coconuts. Yeah, so statistically, <laughs> it's very uncommon. But I think the thing about it is, uh, a co- coconut hitting you in the head, falling out of a tree, is not a brutal death. No, it's not scary. No, you know, and you're whereas, not expecting it to happen. That's, walking that's under a the tree. thing about the sharks is the unknown. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And um, so anyway, we went way off topic there. And but yeah, I would I would really like to do that. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I have not thought about it because uh, this question was also addressed to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, next question then. <laughs> uh, what machines do you guys use? Would you like to try any others? Do you want to answer this? Do you want me to answer it? I want you to answer it because I'm uh, going to sound dumb. I'm going to sound dumb. Into, you put the effort into preparing the episode. Yeah, but you say things way better. You're way more intellectual. I just sound like a dumbass. So since two, well, we we both well, I use coil machines to outline and shade my tattoos. Bella uses a coil machine to outline and a rotary machine to shade her tattoos. I also sometimes use the coil, but it depends on how okay. I'm feeling on the day. So you alternate <laughs> yeah. the shading. Yeah. Hal just um, doesn't use a rotary. The branding of our machines is... Um, it's a little bit of a mixture sometimes, but predominantly we use the Carlisle Tattoo Co... Collab. Uh, collab with Midtown Machine Co., which yep. we released last year, mm-hmm. which was actually something that- That was crazy exciting. Um, I've, I've always wanted to do. So I've used Midtown Machine Co. machines built from by Troy Pierce from, in, he's in LA. Yeah. Um, since 2015. Yeah. And I predominantly use them. Yeah, you've tried a few other yeah, machines. Yeah, I've tried different. I've got machines from my favorite tattooers and stuff, but I always gravitate back to the Midtown machines. Yeah. And I think because in 2015, they were the machines that sort of, I started to really feel allowed me to tattoo the way that I yeah. wanted to tattoo. Produced the style and yeah. quality of tattoos that and you wanted. And I always just go back to them and I've, 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 they're just like workhorses for me, you know? Yeah. So for me, the machines that I use was heavily influenced by what Hal was using because obviously I apprenticed under him. So, and I wanted my tattoos to be bold, thick, heavy lines, pretty much the same as what Hal was producing. So I started using the exact same machines as him. I actually, he ended up buying some new machines and I got his older ones and then I got my own ones and everything. And I actually use your machines. Yeah. So yeah. Hal actually, I got a machine built by Troy from Midtown to outline with. And I don't know, I just, I couldn't get in the groove of it. And Hal was like, oh, you're an idiot. Give it to me. And then he won't give it back to me. And But I mm. actually use his one to outline. So... Yeah, so it's a lot of it is, you know, and, and, and when you're talking coil machines, they're all handmade. So, you know, I've gone back to Midtown and said, hey, can I get another replica of this machine that I've been using for two years? And they'll build me one and it'll be the same, but it, it's slightly different. You yeah, know? it just like, won't run. Runs a little bit differently. Yeah. And, and so that's why, you know. It's like if you go to a jean shop and you say, oh, can I get the exact same size, style, whatever? They're never going to be absolutely identical. 
Yeah, I guess so. They never are. So, yeah, mostly Midtown Machine Co. machines. Um, had a few Burt Crack machines. Had a few Chad Copelinger machines. Um, fucked around with some rotaries, but not my sort of thing. Don't know what will happen in the future, but um, I'm all, I'm sort of like very practical when it comes to machines. And We both are. We're sort of like, like if it's if it works, why change yeah, it? Yeah, that's it. If it allows me – if it's doing what I want it to do, then – Leave it. I'm happy with that, yeah. you know? So, yeah. And I agree. Like, even today, for an example, one of the guys was doing, like, a small fine line tat, and he definitely does not do that style normally, but it was just a walk-in. He was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And one of the other guys was like, oh, try this machine. And I just looked at him. I'm like, don't. Stick to what you know. You know that machine runs well. You're just using a smaller needle. Like, you don't need to change up your whole setup. Just go for it. And he was yeah. like, oh, the tat ended up perfect. And I I'm guess like, it depends how you got taught to tattoo you know like i'm more like i'll use the same setup for every tat or the same machine even if i'm using thinner lines i do too i might turn it down a little bit so it doesn't hit as hard but just so because it's like then i'm I'm not thinking when i do the first line oh how's this machine gonna work you know but anyway yeah because my mind is more so on what it is thinking about every time i do a tattoo just follow the stencil make sure like i'm doing everything that i need and not um like is this machine gonna hit how i want it to yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the reason that I mix it up between coil and rotary for shading is sometimes I just want like, this might sound a bit weird to some people, but like sometimes I want more of like a peppery whip. <laughs> Does that, can you make that sound not stupid and lame? We're not getting into technical tattoo talk. Okay. So it's a style of shading. Yeah. Okay. Well. We'll just go with that. Don't ask me any more questions because I'll sound stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next one. Do you get treated any differently because of your tattoos? We spoke about this last week. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Maybe I just screenshot it twice. You've doubled up on the same question. Oh, I've already fucked up. Come on. All right. The answer is yes, occasionally, but we don't complain about it because we chose to look like this. Yeah, we chose to look ugly. Next question. How to get an apprenticeship type Beat. I'm just going to change that to how to get an apprenticeship. Bella. They, no, these are new questions. We spoke about how to get an apprenticeship last week. Uh, we did too. Come on. Oh, my God. I'm fired. Okay, this one we didn't. Should customers, spelt costumers, stick to one artist in the studio or is it seem okay to switch? That's really personal preference. Um, I think this is such a touchy one, depending on who you're speaking to. I I think always, you know, any artist in their heart of hearts would love customers to just stick to them, come and get a whole body suit from them. But there's so many, you know, factors involved as to why someone chooses. Like if, for example, for me, you know, if someone comes in and gets one tattoo from me and they want to get a whole sleeve and then the next booking they can get is far away mm. you know i understand why they would want to come in and get someone yeah, else to do that to get i see more. no issue with if you just want the work done and you don't yeah. want to wait months or however long and i guess ultimately that's why you have a shop is you know like to get other like-minded artists and stuff to you know work in the same space exactly and, and i think that's one of the, the best things about carlisle is we are able to provide a work environment where someone can come and get their whole body tattooed by 
10 different people who work at the shop and it's still going to all look somewhat consistent. Yeah. You know, and going to have that overall cohesive look. Yeah. So I think it's, it's totally up to the customer. I think there's absolutely no issues with it. At the end of the day, it's the customer who chooses who tattoos them. Um, And as long as the customer is getting the service and the tattoos that they want, that's all that should matter. But I do know that there are tattooers out there that, if, for example, if Bob came into the shop and got a tattoo of Hal and then two weeks later he came in, Bob came in and got a tattoo off Bella, she could be like, no, Hal could be like, oh, what the hell? I tattooed him the other day. Why isn't he coming back to me? But I'm just like, well, well you don't own your the customers. artist has no choice over that. They just said yes to yeah. a booking. You don't own your customers. No way. It's your own body, so get tattooed by whoever you want to get tattooed. Absolutely. I would think the only time I would think about it is if you've got 99% of your body tattooed by one person and then you get like one tap from someone else. Yeah. I can understand why the artist would be like, oh, that's disappointing. But ultimately, still your body. Yeah, Do whatever you want. You have no power over someone else's choices. Exactly. So who cares? Um, this one we... Um, da, 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 da. There was hundreds of questions and you've managed to pick four that are identical. Shut up. I told you this in the car. Come on. I was doing things. Have you ever been asked to do gang tattoos? Yes, this week. <laughs> Talk us through it. I should have said it. this in the recap. Um, so just in general... Depending on what shop and what area you come up in, you would probably, this would differ. I'm just going to say gang slash racist tattoos because that was more so the question. Sorry. I didn't actually finish it. Oh, that's what it says. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. So um, gang stuff, occasionally you get asked to do. Um, and more often than not, I think people approach it in this way. If you're not involved in that gang, then people say like, oh, we don't do that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's widely pretty pretty understood, you know, from the people asking that stuff, that it's like the majority of people are going to say no. Yes. So I've never experienced any aggression or anything like that um, from people asking. Um, the racist stuff. Yes. Y- yes, been asked to do that. Um, the guy this week, he does come in occasionally I think he's come in maybe a total of like eight times yeah. in the past maybe year. Sometimes a little bit hard to understand what he's asking for and stuff. But anyway, and I said no. So just, just to just clarify to, just before to clarify, you explain. Definitely said no. Um, he wanted a full front Australia flag. And it, it actually... Uh, okay, so what happened was no, I was tattooing... No, I was tattooing at the front of the shop and he sort of looked at me and he was like, I want to buy ink. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm mid-tattoo. Hal, come here. And then, thankfully, night in shining armour. He wanted to talk to me outside. I thought he wanted to buy ink, which we don't sell ink to anyone. No. Um, And I was like, oh, we don't buy ink. He's like, no, I want to get some ink. And I was like, oh, okay, you know. And rough dude. See him on the street occasionally and stuff. He was dripping in sweat. And we we, we definitely try not to judge people based on their looks because – some people who come in and present themselves that way end up being really loyal customers. And and actually like very yeah. lovely people. And you could have easily judged them when they first come in and, you know, not had a good tattoo relationship with them just because you thought they, you know, were a junkie or whatever. So 
Um, he wanted to talk me outside. I was like, didn't really want to, but the shop was full. So I was like, yeah, whatever. So he wanted a full front Australia flag. But from from what I could piece together from what he was saying, he went to jail, got kicked out of the Aryan Brotherhood. So they removed all of his uh, racist tattoos. And he wanted to get them again and incorporate them into the Australia flag. Yeah. Um, Wasn't it over his stab wounds? Yeah, there was some story he was telling me about his stab wounds and all this. And I was he kept sort of, like trying to lift up his shirt yeah, from what I I was see. more worried about like him trying to fight me or something. So I wasn't fully concentrating on what he was asking for. He kept putting his hands into his pockets and mm. it seriously looked like he was I know. like going to take out a knife or I something. I was very aware. <laughs> um, a- anyway, I said no. And I tried to, uh, normally I would just say, fuck off, man. Like I'm not into that fucking shit or whatever. I wouldn't say that. Very aggressive, I would Hal. want, no, I would want to say that. I would say, fuck off. You're racist. Not into it. Like don't come back here. Yeah. But because of the way he was sort of like acting around me, I didn't want to like get him offside. I want to be a bit more diplomatic no. about it. And I said, Hey man, we don't do that sort of stuff. He sort of argued back a little bit. And I just said, Oh, look, man, like, yeah, we're just not the shop to do that for you. And ultimately he'd left and there was no drama or anything like that. And I doubt he would be able to get anyone to do it mm-hmm. in any sort of good shop or reputable shop. So, yeah, get us to do it. Like, way less common than people might think. And But I think the general understanding out there for people who are wanting those tattoos is that they're not going to be able to get them at your average tattoo shop. No. So they don't bother asking anymore, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, interesting question. Yeah, it's very rare that it happens, but it still happens. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, it is. It is okay. unfortunate that people still want those things, but. Another question. Does Hal miss his shovel? Give some uh, background to what a shovel is for people who don't know. I'm assuming they were referring to the shovel head motorcycle Harley Davidson I used to have. That's what I'm assuming. The answer is. Yes, I do miss having it, but I'm content in the fact that um, you already have two cars and you don't need a motorbike. <laughs> no, I I bought a motorcycle. I got actually Rod from Bitsa to build me a old school style chopper. Yeah, that was a few years ago. And I always just wanted one. I'm not a big I'm not a big mechanic guy, so I can't build motorbikes and cars myself or anything but I like having I like those things I'm into them I think they're cool whatever whether that makes me a kook or not I don't think you're a kook sweetheart but yeah I just like those things and I said to Rod I was like hey I'm not I don't know enough about it to be to do it myself or anything to source this shit so I'm like can you do it for me he was like yep so he built me this motorbike I loved it um finally got to a position where I could store it in our garage and it wasn't a hassle and all that sort of stuff. And We used to have to store it at Hal's parents' place, like up the road. Yeah. Oh, it was a bit of a shame. And, the, and then on the front porch. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit difficult. And, yeah, we finally got a place with the garage and all that sort of stuff and it was running great. And, and was, then we decided to yeah, sell it. <laughs> riding it and stuff down here. But for me, it was like I always thought, I would commute on a motorcycle, but then we moved down here. And it's like, I'm not going to commute three hours a day on a motorcycle. Well, also, I you never put the CC 
bar on the back yeah, so for me. It was hard so for Bella to sit on. Wouldn't make much sense for Hal to be on his bike and mm. me to be in a car behind him driving to the same. So place. then it just became like more of a hobby thing. It was like oh, I'll ride it when the weather's good on the weekends, but then it would always be like oh, I'd rather go surfing when the weather's good on the weekends. Yeah, it was more a stuff. priority thing. So for I barely ever rode it, and I decided I was going to put it up for sale. Ended up selling it to a bloke in um, Sydney, and I hope he really loves it. And the last time I rode it was the best ride I've ever had on it. And I'll remember But do that. we think that's because it was the last ride? No, I don't. Or maybe. But it just ran, it ran so good. And you did look after it very well. And you did yeah. get it in like perfect condition to send it to him. So, yeah, it was a good experience. But I've had, I was just talking to my customer today about this. I've had five motorbikes in my whole life. Have you really? Yeah. And I reckon I've ridden probably a total of 10 hours. <laughs> so I'm so glad we've I've that committed money. mentally to never getting another motorbike unless it's just a bash around thing. If we I a, cannot believe you've said that. If we get a farm or something like that. Oh, if we ever live with like on a bit of land, we're definitely yeah, getting one. Definitely. But it's that's more like, that's not like a, a registered motorcycle for the road. That's just yeah. like a, like a, motos- a motorized bicycle. Yeah. That's, oh, the, that's the dog's barking There's the big somewhere. Great Dane barking. So, yes, I do miss the shovel head, but I'm glad someone else has it. That's nice. And it's not sitting in the garage looking at me Collecting and I feel dust. bad. Yeah. Yep. Uh, next one. Do you have a shop playlist on Spotify? The answer is no. We are terrible with what we listen to at the shop. I like the music we listen to. Yeah, I like it, but it is the same stuff. It's like one of 10 different playlists – but it's not a curated playlist that we've done. We literally like type in like, for example, my one of my favourites is like Blink-182 Radio. Done. We're set for a couple of hours. Yep. I, I really like, so the things that we always go through is like um, 90s hip hop. So Tupac, Biggie Smalls, um, Limp Biscuit Radio. My favourite. Madball Radio. So there's some hardcore in there. Um, it's pretty much like hardcore new metal and hip hop punk hip hop yeah but and then a bit of like aussie classics oh aussie classics gets ripped in there all the time so yeah. jimmy barnes cold chisel mm-hmm. midnight oil hoodoo gurus so generally we'll type in an ACDC. artist and we'll just go to their radio yep so yeah we listen to the spotify radio stations the only well one of the negative things i think about spotify and if they ever wanted to sponsor the podcast then dis- oh. disregard this yeah okay, we love Spotify. you there's no issues but it's very i find it very hard to find new music because it always goes recommend to stations and it's just shit that you've listened to before it's the same artist and that's why we listen to the same stuff every day is because you flick through the your recommended stations or artists yeah. or whatever and it's all artists that come up in those radio stations so yeah. it's like it's just the same stuff but also we don't want any super like quiet music because it's just awkward because you're out like everyone in the shop is using a coil machine which they're quite noisy so you don't want just to be able to hear the machines buzzing you want to be able to hear the music over the machines yeah so and it everyone, does have to be like quite like amped up yeah. lively music everyone's into shops really into music yeah which is great um i've i've worked in shops before with artists that are like not really anyone's into music and it's like you don't even think about what's playing. It's just like background music. But yeah. everyone's quite into it. And I reckon like we used to have times where like five times a day someone would be like, I can't listen to this anymore. And then like we yeah. have to change it. But now I think everyone's just sort of like, oh, I might change yeah. it once a day. It gets changed every like 
three or four hours. Yeah, just because you listen to the same. Yeah, more so to change up the genre. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hip hop, new metal, and hardcore. Yeah. We also have had a few times where we've got like some bloody like trance on or it's like yeah. real club. Some of the younger boys are into like, um, I don't know what the style is, the genre. I have no idea. I'm going to say like trap music. <laughs> yeah. And it is shit as. We, but Hal and I, like, hate trap music. They're into like mumble rap trap music. So every morning we come in and that's what they put on. And Hal and I just walk straight to the iPad and just I'm switch like, it off. I'm the old cunt. I put the fuck. I'm just like ACDC. <laughs> but yeah, so no, we don't have a set playlist, but yeah. we always go to the same stuff. Yeah. It's just safe for us. Um, do you guys plan on doing guest spots in Europe? Honestly, I think we had about 30 questions that were about specific places in Europe and mm-hmm. London. So overall, no, we don't have any plans to go there as of yet. That's not to say we won't ever. I think we definitely will. Yeah. But maybe not for a few years. Yeah. I mean, I've tattooed in London before and it was really good. Busy, good shop, good city, good people. And... <laughs> I love London. Yeah. I, there's, there's lots of places I would love to tattoo, but every time I get back from a tattoo trip... I'm I like, need like two weeks. I'm to like, recover. I don't ever want to travel again. Yeah. So Hal and I hate traveling. We do it because it's fun when you're there. It's fun when you're there, but it's a whole travel experience. Yeah. I don't like going on the planes and stuff. So I was very fortunate growing up. I've literally gone all over the world. Mm-hmm. I've I was so lucky. And doing it when you're really young was amazing, but doing it for work, not as fun because you are lugging around all of your work stuff. You do have to think about it a lot. Yeah. I think it's I think it's more fun if you're going on a holiday and then you're like, hey, I'll tap for a few days. Yes. Just to experience it because you obviously we enjoy doing tattoos, but it also sort of pays for your trip while you're over there. Yes. But, you know, like we don't have any plans to go on big overseas holidays. No so way. then you're just going to work. And if you're going with the mindset to purely work, then you're just working the whole time. Yeah. And I think like when I was in London, it's like I didn't, it was pitch black when I got up in the morning to go to work and it was pitch black when I left the shop. Yeah. And you just go and get food and then you fucking go to sleep and you get up and tat the next yeah. day. So, so if if wherever we're going to tattoo in the future, it would only be places that we would also holiday and like do half the time working, half the time traveling and enjoying yourselves. Yep. But we will always announce on our stories whenever yeah, we're course. planning it. Of course. With heaps of notice. Yep. And yeah. hey, you can always fly to Australia. That's true. Come down under. The borders are back open. Oh, that sounded bad. I like that as an ad for Australia. Um, So this one we technically have answered the starting Uh, question. Okay. But so it's which machines and then needles do you prefer and why? (laughs) This would be, sorry. I I have to throw in questions. Sorry. I have to throw in questions that Hal would never pick because otherwise you guys are never going to hear the answer. That was such a negative response I put out there. So I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, I'm not going to go into specifics because... You don't want people copying your style. No, yet, I don't care about that at all. <laughs> but I think people, like some people view, like you don't want to give out too much info, you know, about like technical, how to tat, what all the setup is. Well, yeah. And I'm not being a gatekeeper at all. 
Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. So quick answer, <laughs> I use loose 14 liners. I do too. There you go. And, and I use, little mini me I use curved uh, 13 mags to shade. We used to Pretty use much. 11s, but I went to go order them ages ago and everywhere was sold out. So we moved up to 13s. Yep. And it's much quicker. <laughs> so much quicker. Um, how long are the waiting periods for booking a tattoo? I think this person is asking about us specifically because that's the only way we know how to answer. We only do our own bookings. How long is yours? Um, currently at the moment, I'm fully booked until the start of April and I haven't yet started booking anything so further what, than four that. weeks. Um, yeah, we're now in March. Wow. Yeah, it's come quick. That's why I said I'm going to announce that I'm doing bookings again yep. because it's actually quite – it's come up quick. Yeah. So at the start of the year, me and Bella booked to the end of the March and we haven't really been doing many bookings beyond that just because it gets too far out and you've got to plan the rest of your life so far ahead. But probably this this next week we'll announce that we're going to start doing bookings. When this podcast comes out, um, we will have announced that we're going to be doing bookings. Yes. Probably up until mid-year. Yeah. And yeah, so usually, like depending on when you make your booking, it could be anywhere between, for me, it's always like sort of roughly like two to four months, depending on when you when you message me. Yes. And when I'm going to start doing the next round of bookings. Yeah. So we generally do our bookings at, in the same time periods, obviously, because we need to think about things like, well, what if we need want to go on a holiday or go away for a weekend? So therefore- we do the same structure. Generally, I reckon we do two to four months, depending on the time of year. So around Christmas time. Yeah. And that's just to keep it manageable, you know, because pre- like previous years, you know, I've, I've done sort of eight to 10 months in advance. It's just And messy. it's like, who knows what they're doing in 10 months? No one. Like I wouldn't expect any customers to know that. So I don't even know what I did today. There's, there's a lot of like people you would message and go, hey, I'm just confirming you're booking for next week that they made 10 months ago. And they're like, oh, fuck, you know. I forgot to put in the diary. Yeah, or I've changed jobs and earned money or I've moved and like whatever. So yeah. I just try and do like two to four months, keep it manageable and yeah. Cool. Um, is it okay to ask for another artist's flash or to show your artist's this for inspiration? A little bit nuanced answer would have to come for that question, I believe. It all just depends. It depends on what you're actually wanting. Are you wanting an exact replica of the photo you're showing as reference? Then I would say that's not okay. Or are you wanting to use that as a reference because you want an eagle and that's a photo of an eagle you found that you liked. Yes. Um, and you're happy for the artist you're going to, to slightly change slightly it slightly change it and adapt it to maybe be more their style or just so it's not an exact replica. Yeah. I think it also depends. Does the artist work in the same shop as the other artists at the work you're showing? Mm. So, and, and then it depends about the artist who did the original tattoo. What are their things? So that happens a lot in our shop. Um, people show tattoos to me that Bella have done or artists, other artists might have a booking and the guy goes, oh, I want this tattoo and it might be a tattoo that I've done mm-hmm. or something like that. And I'm always happy for anyone in the shop to replicate a tattoo I've done, placement, whatever. Um, but I think m- what happens more often than not is they end up getting something that's very similar but it's changed up, you know, into the style of the artist they're getting tattooed by. Yes. And, and I think that is acceptable. Yeah. 
you know, I think, it, if, I think if it's not changed at all and you're going line by line, you're following the exact shading, that's not okay. Well, it depends. It depends if it's a very commonly repeated design. If it's, was it, is it an original design done by me, for example? Yes. Or is it a historical flash design that I've replicated? Yeah. If I've replicated it and I didn't do the original drawing no or the original issue. tattoo, then anyone can tattoo that. Yes. And I think that's, a, that's why you don't see- If it's see, a Hunter original. Yeah. Bow, bow. You, there's a lot of crossover and gray area in traditional, I believe. And- so that's why it's always it always depends it depends on like yeah is that an original Bell Hunter tattoo or is that a, re- a replica that Bella did of a tattoo that was done in the nineteen seventies? So yeah, always depends. I I've got original tattoos that get copied all the time, and I personally don't care. Like I it's personally don't care. Not either. something to that I could be bothered worrying about. And it always is the same situation, you know. It's someone from a country on the other side of the world who realistically is never going to come here and get it tattooed by me. Yeah. And they've just gone to their local artist and said, hey, I want this. And, and you do you know, know what? You actually, you and I both get a few photos every now and then of people being like, hey, what do you think of this? I got my artist to do your tattoo. Yeah. And like they show them the photo. And I'm like, sick, looks great. Yeah. And this is like definitely not me trying to talk us up or anything, but it's <sighs> like with the social media, you know, it's like, you want people to see your work. You want you want lots of eyes on your work. That's, so why, goal you, that's why you put it out there. It. So like, for example, if, if 2 million people see your profile over a whole year, like you, of course someone's going to see it and just go and get it tattooed. Take it that's, as flattery. It's like, that's, that's what I think, you know? And I think, I think if you're as, if you're the artist, it's just me personally, other people might disagree. If you're the artist and your work's getting copied, like, if you think that's realistically taking business away from you, then I, I don't think that's the reality. I was I like, no either. one can ever do it the way that you do it. Yeah. You know, so it's like, if someone wants a tattoo from you, they'll come and get it from you. Yeah. You they'll know? do what they can to come to you. And the only reason they might not be able to is if they're on the other side of the world and it's not. Exactly. And, then it's, and I, so I'm sort of like, I don't really care. It doesn't bother us. We're very relaxed about it. So, and I think there's no point stressing. You just think about doing your own tattoos and make them as as amazing as you can. That's it. Yeah. Cool. All right. What was a big breakthrough in your tattoo journey? You know, I really don't like that word journey. What is a journey? Yeah, I don't like the word. Anyway. Do you have one, Bella? Um, I've got one. Hit me. We were talking about it the other day. Not you and me, but me and someone else. Um, mine's actually a bit corny and this will sort of maybe give you a little insight into my mindset when it comes to tattooing and stuff like that. And so to, before I answer the question, I think in tattooing, you get into tattooing because you want to learn how to do tattoos and you, you like tattoos. You think they're cool, whatever. The goal is to ultimately be able to do a good tattoo really good tattoo. And then the goal beyond that is to be busy doing it mm-hmm. and getting, and people coming to you because they want a tattoo from you of a style that you like doing. I think that's the ultimate goal when it comes to tattooing. Mm-hmm. And I always thought, you know, and maybe because I came from, you know, having another career before tattooing and stuff was that it's like, I think a lot of tattooers think about tattooing differently maybe to how I do and Bobby does and some of us at the shop do and they're not willing to sort of like 
I'm not going to say sell out, but like market themselves in a way that's going to ultimately allow them to achieve what they want to in tattooing. Mm. But maybe you have to do things that are a little bit, you know, corny or you're like, oh, I, I ideally wouldn't want to do this, yeah. but I know that this is going to allow me to get to the position I want to. you a level yeah. up. And so one of the, the things for me was I started on Instagram doing like tutorials, like to camera talking where I would d- like describe how I was doing a painting, yeah, what utensils I use. Exactly. Me. You know? And the first one I did, I was like, I was like, I was like, I know other tattooers and stuff are going to think, or people who are uh, in the cool club are going to think. We're not a part of the cool club. I wouldn't think so. <laughs> and I don't want to be, but I'm happy with I my think, life. Uh, you know, people who are like that are not going to be about this. They're going to be like, this is lame as, this is corny. Like, I wouldn't even say I'm a great painter. So, I think you're great. No, but it's like, I, there's lots of people who can t- paint better than me. Yeah. And so I think, I was like, but I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not here to tattoo for those people. No. I'm here to tattoo for p- customers and I want... Yeah, for the people yeah. who are, have bookings and, with me. And I think with social media, you know, like... I don't necessarily feel like we're influencers, but I think one of the things that's allowed us to get more out of social media, like doing this podcast, is like we're quite open. And I'm like, hey, I'm doing this and I'm interested in it. And I just want to tell people about yeah. it and show people. And so with the paintings, I was like, hey, I'm doing these paintings. This is how I do them. It was like a step-by-step. And that that was one of the first things I did on social media that started to gain traction outside of just like, oh, that's a cool tattoo. Yeah. And really got a lot of interest from customers and I got like a crazy response to it. And I look back and I'm like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do that now. Cause now, now I'm like, Oh, that's, I felt like it was a bit corny and a bit tacky. And you sort of like playing the marketing, you know, like, cause like you sort of like trying to sell yourself. Yeah. You're like, Hey, I'm doing this, check it out, whatever. Yeah. And I'm doing this. Look at me, watch my video. Exactly. But I think, and, and any, also this is my way that I paint. Flash, anything paints you do, um, people are always going to look at it and you'll probably look at it in the future and go, fuck it. I thought that like, I wouldn't do that now. That was so I lame. think regardless of what you do in your own career or personal life, whatever, there's always going to be people who are out there judging you in Definitely. a positive way and a negative way. Yeah. People, aren't always going to love everything that you put out there and every choice that you make. Yeah. And, but that doesn't matter. And I've done some fucking horrendous things on oh, social media to, absolutely. to try and get traction because I'm like, I'm like, and I, I think it's been proven now. It's like the more eyes you get on it, you'll find a group of people who like what you're doing. Yeah. And it's just about getting your stuff in front of those people. So it's like, you know, if you're like, and I've, it, it's it's sometimes like a little bit difficult when you know these things and you still do them on social media because you're like, there's lots of tattoos that I would love to put up online, but I know that they just are not going to like be, get the response that I want. Yeah. So like it I, might not I, get great traction. That's what I put fewer of those up and I would love to put them up, but it's like the marketing side of the social media, it's like that is that, pays my bills and all that so it's like it's not it's not just like hey this is stuff i'm putting out because i i love it yeah i do like all the stuff i put out we definitely choose the photos that we're posting and stuff like that because we we know or we think that it's going to go well on social media 
if I wanted to post every single thing that I did, you would not like it that much because I'm not choosing like either the stuff that's going to pop off or. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, I guess we're just rambling here because you could talk about a lot of stuff, but, um, but I think you get to a certain point where then, and this is what I was trying to say. Sorry. I did those tutorials and I wouldn't necessarily want to do them now because I, I felt like. You felt corny doing them. I just felt a bit corny it. doing it, but I actually did like doing them. So maybe that's just me thinking that other people thought they were corny. Yeah. And going like, oh, people are going to not like this. But anyway, so they got great responses and it started to build traction. And I did feel it would do more of them. I did them on TikTok, got good responses on there. And then now the end result is that's built and built and built. And now I'm in a position where I get the freedom to do a lot of cool tattoos and like tattoo all around the world and all around Australia and stuff like that. So that's why I look back and I'm like, I'm so glad I did those. Yeah, because if you did didn't, you things. might not be in the position you're in. Exactly. If I if I didn't choose to make those decisions, go. You know what? I'm going to do this. Then there's every chance that I might not be in this position. I should be going. Yeah. Fuck! How do I get people to see my work? You're like, not going to know where it could lead unless you exactly. Give it a go. And there's lots, and everyone can do their tattoo career how they want to. But there's lots of tattooers I know out there who could be way busier, way more popular, do fantastic tattoos, but they're just not willing to market it and put it out there. And for be what, vulnerable. For whatever reason, that's it. And I think a lot of it is insecurity, you know, yeah. a, a more so about how other artists and stuff within tattooing are going to perceive them. I think them. that's a huge yeah. – well, I see it as an issue, but I think that a lot of tattooers are very hesitant to post – as, as often and as frequently and, you know, some personal stuff on their socials because they don't want to be labelled as like a, oh, you're just trying to get busy and make money and stuff. And I'm like, at the end of the day, this is our job. Well, I want to be as, thing as about successful tattooing. as we can. I want to be the best that I can. So I am going to post frequently and I'm going to put stuff up there that I don't see other people doing because why wouldn't I want the best for ourselves? Yeah, it's such a weird thing within tattooing, you know, that it's, so it's sort of like you, you, get, um, you get a lot of like knockback if you try and do anything to sort of progress yourself or um, yeah, yeah, do, like do, cocky do stuff that's not. not, I wouldn't say cocky. It's more like, I think people just think you're lame or you're corny yeah, or you're, you're not doing like the coolest shit because you're... You're, you're trying to get busy or you're trying to market yourself. I remember when Instagram first started and it was like tattooers who were like some of my favorite tattooers would never put up that they had time available, no. even though they had fuck all bookings on yeah. because they thought that, it looked, that it, desperate. it looked desperate and looked lame to say. And I was like, I was like, there'd be people out there waiting to get tattooed by you who think yeah. you're booked out for 12 months. Yeah. But, and they just don't know that you have availabilities today. Yeah. And if we're sitting at the shop and we get like a cancellation or we do end up having time because the tattoo we just did was way mm. smaller than we thought, we're posting it on our story straight yeah. away saying time available. And of course, I want to be doing the tattoo. There's a a line, you know, you don't want to be putting it up 10 times a day saying, hey, come get tattooed, come get tattooed. Like that obviously is desperate. Yeah. But yeah, I just remember when it was like, you know, yeah, saying, hey, I've got time available tomorrow at 11 was perceived as like lame and desperate and stuff. And now that's changed because people obviously want to get busier and stuff. But yeah, tattooing is very sort of negative sometimes in those sense. So I I'm, I think that was a turning point for me in my career. I'm really happy that I did it. And I would tell any young artist or whatever, it's like, don't do anything that 
that isn't true to yourself. But I think, yeah, be more confident to be be who you are and put out what you want to be and put your personality out there and shit like that. So what about you, Bella? I would honestly say the breakthrough in my tattoo career, but also just overall in my life is not, it's so similar. Like it's literally the same thing. It's not actually wasting my time thinking about what other people think about me and caring about other people's judgments. I'm doing what is making me happy and what I think is bettering me. Is there one thing you've done though that you think took your career from one spot to another spot? I think the biggest choice that like I've made in my life that has had the biggest impact is to actually start tattooing. Yeah. Well, that would change your tattoo career, but, wouldn't it? But considering <laughs> but considering I have wanted to tattoo for so long and the only reason that I didn't start earlier was because I thought that people would think that I was just copying you. And do you know what? Dom, who was who guested with us, he said to me, he was like, oh, so how did you get into tattooing? Did Hal get you into it? Mm. And I was just like, oh, well, everyone thinks that. Well, I mean, it is. I've tattooed longer than you, so I understand why people think it. Um, and that'll that'll change with time, you know. Like, I don't think oh, it'll ever change, and that's fine. No, it will. But but you also, I think you. We've gone off topic here, but you really only pick up on the negative things people say, and not that that was a negative thing by Dom. You've just taken it negatively. No, I didn't take um, it negatively. But you always, yeah, it's like you'll have a hundred people get tattooed by you who don't even follow me. And then the one person who's like, oh, I found you through Hal's profile. You're like, oh, everyone fucking <laughs> just thinks that Hal taught me to tattoo or whatever, you know? And I'm like, so I think, yeah, you you just hear the negative things, and which is very common for a lot of people. You never hear the positive stuff. Um, so they're, they're like, yeah, over time that'll change, obviously, as you've tattooed longer and- I think I hear like the negative, uh, the positive stuff. Definitely, I just don't like talking about it because I feel awkward. Well, yeah, you don't want to sound like you're fucking pumping yourself up. Nah, because that's a bit lame. Anyway, Next so question. I think we're gonna do one more question. Yep. Because I'm so hungry, and I can hear the dogs hardcore wrestling outside the door. Oh, I'm very hungry as well. <laughs> um, last question is. It better be good. Well, it. I can't tell you. Like it. It's just the last question. Yeah, all right. I didn't save it. Just read it. Just read it. Just a question. Black and white versus full color. Pros and cons versus personal preference. Ooh. I love full color. I wish I... I probably don't actually wish. I don't really care that much about my own tattoos and what I've done because I'm a bit more relaxed about it now. But my first ever tattoo that I got that was like a big traditional one is of a bushka on the inside of my forearm and I went full color and I didn't think when the guy said to me oh do you want color or black because I was a bit like nervous and just said whatever Mm. and so I've only got like a panther and snake that you did on the other forearm that's color and I did that color to like counteract the fact that everything else is black besides the babushka on the other arm Mm. so I wish I either stuck with black or color only because I prefer the look of one or the other Mm-hmm. but I see people every day with mixed and I love it. So I... Were they asking what you prefer to do or get? Oh, I don't know. It probably would be do, I would think. Maybe do. Um, I don't, I don't, depend, it just depends what your goal is. If you, if your goal is to get covered, black and gray is quicker. 
Yeah. It's usually bolder. It's usually darker because obviously yeah. you only get to use black and some gray. Yeah. Um, individual tat close up, colors more, got more going on in it. Yeah. Pops a bit more closer up. Um, I think always depends on your skin tone as well, whether and how it will heal, whether those colors are going to be as vibrant or not. Yeah. But ultimately, it's like what I I'm just always down with whatever you know. I post mostly black and gray tattoos on Instagram, just because we, we do mostly black and gray. Well, I've done mostly color tattoos this week. Yeah. Um. But that's just this week. Yeah. Day to day, we generally as a shop. Oh, as a shop, Lyle, as a shop, definitely black and gray. We do more of, and that's just because that's what the customer wants. Yeah, so I'm always, I'm always like, I try and be very relaxed when it comes to like, tattooing. Like, I know that, you know, my personal preference might not be someone else's. Yeah, it doesn't factor into it as much as I think a lot of people think it does. And I'm like, you know, if I if I'm sitting there going, "Fuck, I would love to tattoo this design in black and gray," but they want it in color, I'm like, well, I'll get the opportunity tomorrow to do a black and gray tattoo and. Yeah. You know, I did a full, I did six color tattoos today and it was actually, yeah, it was really enjoyable. Yeah. And I did. It's nice to mix it up. I love doing gray both. back piece yesterday and I love doing it. So yeah. I just, yeah, I think it's, it sounds so corny as well. It's just like, I just want to do tattoos and as long as they're. I just want the person yeah. that I'm doing the tattoo on to walk away really happy with it. So if that means they're, they want a black and gray, mm. great. That's what we're doing. And I just think ultimately- And that makes me happy knowing my, that they're happy. The thing I want to tat is like heavy coverage and dense. Yeah. And you can achieve that with both color and black and gray tats. So yeah, I'm more. it's more about the design and placement and stuff that I think about. I think that's more important than black or versus color. Yep. Perfect. That was an interesting last question and a reasonably short answer. Hmm. There you go. Not bad. So yeah, we'll be back um, in your ears next Monday. At 6 a.m. Yes, sir. Is when they come out. And yeah, let us know what you think about these episodes. I know it's sort of been different questions, some about tattooing, some about personal stuff. Um, Hopefully you've yeah. found them interesting. Someone keeps asking about this soup story that I keep um, needing to tell. Who's asking about this? A lot of people ask. Are about they? It. Yep. Okay. And I'll tell it next week. No, I just... No, I'm not going to tell it now because it will go for five, ten minutes. So I'll tell it next week. The soup story. The one time I bought mushroom soup and... Such a shit choice. I didn't get to eat it. <laughs> uh, that sounds so boring. <laughs> I know. Hal I know. bought mushroom soup and he wasn't allowed to eat it. But stay tuned for next episode and you get to hear why. I would love to one day get to a position where like we can buy TV ads and that's the ad. Just a super out of context, really boring ad, but it intrigues people because they're like, "That is the shittest goal." Who has who has wasted their time and money producing this ad? You, you fucking idiot! Why would you want to do that? I just think it would be. There's funny. way more interesting things in the world to do. I know there is, but I just think it would be cool. Anyway, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Um, yeah, message me or message Bella. Any questions? DM Hal if you want to. F- full bodysuit of his tat. Yeah. If, no one else. If that's you, send me a message. And if it's not you and you just want a tat, also send me a message. <laughs> I'm here for the people. Okay. Yeah. Party and pleaser. We will have some more guests on and stuff in the future. All right. It's dinner time. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Carlisle Tattoo Co. 
178 Carlisle Street, St Kilda, Melbourne, Australia. 